everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Christian, a.k.a. Dingus the Clown. And if I feel a bit off today, sound a bit off today, I am sorry. It was a busy fucking weekend. Started in Baltimore, raged with a bunch of buddies at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast show. Then the next day, drove to Massachusetts, played a show, drove back, got in at 5 a.m., and I've just been doing crap all day, but... I committed to doing weekly in the middle of this to really test my limits. So we're just going to get into it as we always do. And today's guest is someone who I actually was raging with in Baltimore on Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. And I don't even know my days anymore. Raging with on Friday at the Mid Wrestling Figure Podcast event. His name is Bob Burke. Bob, what's up? What's going on, Nick? How you doing today? Uh, you know, tired, pushing through after this. So how, I'm good. I'm good. Take hell of a weekend, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That uh, Friday was amazing. It really was. <laughs> so when you when you were down that way, did you hit up any like like toy, like toy shops down that way? No. Um, last time for live eight, my brother and I went to uh, what was it? Hidden treasures, lost treasures or something. I heard about that one. But I saw uh, I saw Eamon post about it and I saw Cisco talk about Eternia. I went there, Attorney of Dreams, you yeah, went? in Maryland. That place looked insane. I've never seen anything like it. It might be the best shop I've ever been to. Really? And I know you've been the House of Fun, both locations. Like I've been, I've been to both new. House of Fun locations, and I feel like this one might be a little bit better. House of Fun's like top notch to me. So it's like, no, I got to go to. I already said next time I'm in Baltimore, I'm going. It's make there's another one in PA that we stopped at called A to Z Toys, which reminds me a lot of the, the first House of Fun location where it was like organized chaos. Oh, and smelt like cigarettes and you had to dig through it all. And this I place had it. like a pathway you can barely navigate to get through it. And the guy uh, has so many pop figures, they're stacked like all on the floor. So it's blocking half like like the rows of stuff to see, but it's literally floor to ceiling. There is not a space in this store not covered with toys. There is no wasted space at all. See, it's like, amazing. You, you obviously know Conquest. We've talked about before. I yeah, that original House of Fun location. I love the stores like that because it's like you need to sit. You got to put in some work to find the good stuff in there. So you, it's you, like, yeah, you really do. That's what this other one A to Z is like in PA. That's so worth checking out. Anyone listening, if you're near Pennsylvania somewhere, it's highly recommend you find that store A to Z Toys. I. I got to go, especially because the A to Z video being around the corner, the old videos. That was my hometown video store. Oh, that's funny. So that's like, worth it then. With A to Z toys, I'm like, oh, it's, I got to make the trip. I, I went to uh, That's Entertainment in uh, Worcester, Worcester, however you say where I was in Massachusetts. Uh, Joe Dumas recommended it. It was pretty sweet. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a cool shop. I had a little bit of everything. So uh, now I want to go fig hunting. <laughs> yeah I, I dropped way too much money this weekend so i gotta i gotta cool it a little bit between the two stores i dropped like like i think over 200 dollars. well you'll, you'll have to show me what you got afterwards or absolutely send me some pictures and stuff but let's get into who you are and what you do bob who the fuck are you what the fuck do you do i am the glow in the dark world champion and when he says world the champion, best in the world at glow in the dark art now when he says Best in the world and champion. You have a legit title belt. I do. Or Glowmania. I do. Now, that was something you just said. No, I'm doing it. I'm the champ. I'm getting this mate. And you commissioned it and everything. And no, I made it myself, actually. I never knew you made it yourself. I made it myself because I was inspired. You know, I mean, like, like especially like if you look at my Glowmania logo, it's 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 the Hulkamania logo, just with you know, and I like wrestling's a big like inspiration to me, just like like the whole like like showmanship of it and everything was like a big inspiration to just the way I kind of present myself when I go out. And um, as a kid, like the million dollar man was like my most hated villain to the point, like as a child, he legitimately made me cry one time. Um, so like as an adult, I realized how amazing he really was at that. So that inspired me and between him and then, uh, you know, Zack Ryder, you know, now known as Matt Cardona making his own championship belt, yeah. it just kind of inspired me to make mine. And, no one does it as good as me, so why not kind of gloat about it a little bit? <laughs> I love it. It's I I don't think I've ever seen the belt in person. I you know obviously I've seen you at Smithville and stuff. I have some of your uh, I have some of your works, and uh, 
yeah, I got a next event with a, a vendor making his return after many years of not being there. I don't know. You might have a clown trying to steal that belt from you. He doesn't do glow in the dark stuff, but he just we likes titles. To, we might have to brawl in the middle of Smithville. It, I'm down. We'd you, probably you, get thrown out of there. Nah, Michael ref it. We'll be good. He would love it. The rest of the village <laughs> would be like, terrified. Oh, Last yeah. time I went, I had you ever hear of an, an Aztec death whistle? Oh, yeah, I own uh, two of them. I have so one I, that's I, a big clown head. Uh, the, oh my! Of course you do. I, I so won I it in a contest. <laughs> and I brought it with me to the last Smithville. And like I like very first thing in the morning, like seven o'clock in the morning, I blew it in the village, probably woke all the people up. And then later in the day when the event ended, we're packing up. I kept blowing it again. I was scaring the shit out of people all over the place with it. Well, we'll talk about it more later, the event. But we, uh, yeah, in September, I should bring one of mine. You bring yours. And if we have tables far away from each other, that's how we'll communicate. <laughs> like smoke signals. You'll yeah. hate us. <laughs> oh, man. So, Glowmania obviously has to do with glow in the dark. You were inspired by, uh, you know, Matt Cardona, Zack Ryder, Ted DiBiase with the belts and all that. You're the champ. You're the best. Now, what exactly do you do with Glowmania? What is Glowmania? It's simple. It's glow in the dark art. I paint on everything is hand painted on canvas. Cover everything from horror to pop culture, anything anything that I think will sell. I, it ranges from I've done like Jason and Freddy and Leatherface, all the way down to Elmo and Cookie Monster, like <laughs> everything in between. Literally, I'll, you know, anything Disney, pretty much anything I think will sell. Or if someone tells me that they have an idea for something, if I think I can sell it, I'll paint it. Very few things I will not like paint. I will never paint anything that like makes fun of someone's like beliefs or religion or anything like that i won't i won't touch anything like that yeah but otherwise i'll literally paint anything on a canvas whatever it is if someone wants it i'll do it i want glow in the dark zach Ryder. <laughs> i thought about it i thought about like, <laughs> like doing him and uh him and brian both and giving it to them that'd be cool or if i you know like the broski shirt brian wore for the bachelor party which is matt's face really big in the center would that be really band? funny actually that that would be a funny glow in the dark one that would be hysterical and that would be I, awesome. And we uh we might know a group that uh might go, go might go crazy for that, and uh you'd sell quite a few. <laughs> I have thought about it actually. <laughs> now it's an easy I, way to like sell some stuff. Just so many people who want everything. Oh yeah. Um. Now, when you say canvases, I know you, like you do actual like canvas and stuff, but I know you also done work on uh skateboards. And, no, not uh, skateboards, but I will use like wood. Um, any kind of like especially at Halloween time, they'll sell like wooden like like coffins and tombstones and stuff. So I'll paint on those too. That's what it was. The coffin, I was thinking it was like a coffin skateboard or something. It's, I would love to do skateboards just like to find them. And it's, that's a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. It's if you get like used ones that are beat up to repurpose them, like that's, it's the easiest way. Cause then it's like to get a blank deck. It's like, you know, you're showing out probably like 30 bucks for like a canvas. It's like, ah, it's tough. Not because then it's like a lot of times too, like people don't always want to pay for stuff. Yeah. That's why I stick with the eight by 10 canvas or 20 bucks each. It's simple. It's easy. Yeah. It, and and then also, people always like a lot of times I show people say, Oh, these are cool, but I don't have any wall space left. Well, yeah. they're eight by 10. You can most definitely squeeze an eight by 10 somewhere. Oh, and yeah. if not, I, I use resin and I make all the dark magnets too. So if you can't squeeze it on your wall, you got room on your refrigerator. I was going to bring that up. You do the, uh, the resin. I know. Uh, I think I have a Jason mask of yours because i know i have a leatherface painting i got the uh jason the jason head magnet mm -hmm. now um uh, you know being a 3d printer and everything we were just talking about you know you talking mm -hmm. about getting a 3d printer so how do you make them not being a 3d printer do you do like casting or some of the molds i make some i buy some i have made for me just depends what it is and then I just literally will buy glow in the dark pigment, pigment online and just mix it into the resin. Hmm. See, it's like I do the printing and stuff. It's doing casting and stuff like that and molds and everything. It's always something that's been like intriguing to me and was almost what I did before that, like before the printing, but then I just jumped straight to printing. But now I think about going back. So how hard is um, like, is it a hard process to? Like cast them and stuff like put the resin, not really. It's 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 most of the ones I buy. It's like a two-part compound. You mix them in equal amounts, you gotta mix them equally and you gotta mix it thorough. And then you just you just pour it in the molds, and some of them take 24 hours to dry, 
there's another one I use. It only takes like 10 minutes to dry. Wow. And then they got a new one that dries under like UV lights, which I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> that's uh that's kind of like how I made uh my pins that I just did. The because the way the three the resin printers work, like the 3D printers, it's a UV light that cures it in the certain spots and does it layer by layer. But with the pins, I put like the pin back on it and painted some over it and put it in the excuse me, in the curing station and put the UV light on and it cured the resin over the pin back. So it's like, it's something that I wonder with like magnets and stuff too, if you kind of bevel it out, put the magnet in, put it over top, it might just put it flat in there or something. It's that might work. Cause I have to like, I always, I have like, like, uh, like, like little like metal boards that I'll use. I'll put the magnets on then I just glue them on. It's like yeah. a multi-part process, but everything is, I've got it so like streamlined after doing this for so long. The ways I've met you, I I've seen you at the Smithville art walks. Then I met you, met you at Ghost, and we were talking, like actually talking. Trend, yeah. And then it was like out of nowhere, I see your name in the group. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I didn't know you were in the pod group. And then that was crazy. And after, yeah. And then that's when we went to Atlantic City, hung out again, yes. and you know, and it just snowballed from there. But it's funny how it it, just, <laughs> it was like so many different beginnings. And then not only that, which he, see here's something that people find interesting too is the fact that I've worked with your dad for things. Yeah, yeah, you like my dad for to me. Yeah, it's it was like out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what the hell? So it's having you on the show, meeting you. I'm like, I feel like we're supposed to be in each other's lives somehow. Now, um, you were talking about you know you've been doing the uh the glow mania for so long. How long's it? How long's glow mania been around? This is my tenth year. Tenth year. Ten years. Yep. Damn. So ten years. You know the internet was around and stuff uh i know like you promote on instagram and stuff 10 years ago what was that 2012 I, I don't even remember the state of the internet at that point like 2011 2012 ish i guess is kind of where it started were you uh were you like promoting on the internet i know uh we keep mentioning it you're a, always do the smithville art art walks you you register right after the events i see you right Pretty on much, mike's yeah. posts you ask if you can sign <laughs> that's become like the running joke where like i would just always add like the day of art walk i'll ask if i can register for the next one already <laughs> he just well, comes to expect like he knows i'm gonna ask it's become like the running joke between us it's i always see on his statuses with it. it's he he runs a good event and everything and whenever i go there i always see your table like people are always interested in it and it's you know who doesn't love glow in the dark? Exactly. I've, uh, I loved it my whole life. It's been an obsession yeah. since like, I can remember being like a kid. The first toys I had, if that's where I got it from was, was toys was Remco three and three quarter inch universal monsters. All right. Their skin glowed in the dark. And that was my first exposure to it. And I've been just obsessed with it ever since. Is that the, uh, like the Dracula with like the vinyl Cape that was like, the, yes. I think like the old school Vader. They're like, like Star the, Wars figures, basically, yeah. but they were they were made by a company called Remco, which sadly isn't around anymore. Oh, and yeah. they had like 12 inch dolls and then they they branched out and made like a three and three quarter inch to kind of try to like compete with Star Wars. All right. But little do they know, they just put their monsters in the Star Wars fig fed. Pretty much. That's, I think that because they were so universal, that's what everyone did. Like they were the exact same figures, the same size, the same build. They were identical, the same awful vinyl capes. Yeah. But these had a glow in the dark feature that you know the Star Wars did not have. Yeah, that that was one thing I was wondering with it because it's you know, obviously we're big toy guys. Talk about all the toy stores in the beginning. We're collectors, so I was wondering if like the you know like all like the glow in the dark figures with how popular they were. Like they had the Ecto Glow Ghostbusters and uh, the Swamp Thing figure. I could think of that like glow in the dark and all that. I was wondering if like that big boom of glow in the dark toys kind of influenced it as well. I've never influenced it, but I'd always buy those. So the, every toy line, especially like in the, in the late eighties and like early nineties, every toy line had at least one glow in the dark figure. Cause it was like an easy, like repaint. They already had the tooling. So it's just, okay, cast it glow in the dark plastic and you got a new figure. So like you mentioned, there was a swamp thing one. There was a Robocop from like the eighties toy line. There was uh, when Terminator two had the figures, they redid the endoskeleton figure in glow in the dark uh predator had a glow in the dark figure aliens had a glow in the dark figure literally every single twill and you can think of had, had at least one glow figure and i and i probably have most of them well 
that I'm just going to ask the question now. I told you I had a question about your collection. I feel like this is the perfect segue to ask you about it. Talk about figures, glow in the dark in each line. There's a line that is so underrated and the boom went up so much in price. And each figure came with a secret glow in the dark weapon. What the fuck inspired you to have what? How many Toxic Crusader Toxie figures do you have? And so that started the kind of like a, I started kind of out of boredom in a way. Like I, I had the whole line when they came out. I, it was like it was like my birthday, and I got a lot of money for my birthday one year. I had gone to the mall and I saw them all in KB, so I bought the full line, and I've had them ever since. Um, and you know, like I, I wasn't really like displaying my collection or not, or anything like that. So they were just like packed away and, and whatnot. Um, I went to a flea market one time and I just saw a toxi on a guy's table for like two bucks. So I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let me just, let me just, I don't know why. Let me just buy this. And then I went to another, and I, like, I was, I'm huge on flea markets. I love just walking around looking at junk. Oh yeah. It's, I love, the greatest I love feeling. Saturday morning, a nice Saturday morning, getting up early, shooting over to English town, which is one of the best flea markets we have here in New Jersey. See, I'm a Columbus guy. Columbus on Sundays. My Columbus isn't bad, but honestly, English Town is better. Columbus gets me because of Pete's Pizza inside is like my favorite pizza. That place so... isn't bad, but English Town um, has two awesome stores that are permanently there inside, which is Funkenstein's. And then they have another one. This other guy, he has more like more like newer stuff. Like he has an entire wall of like pop figures and like newer like mcfarland dc stuff and a lot of like star wars black series the migos that guy i always shop with that guy too so like those two stores alone get me in english town but then i just the flea market's like massive i took my girlfriend there for the first time recently and she loved it we had a great time she bought she spent more than i did buying like coffee and whatever she can get her little hands on it was great (laughs) i'm gonna uh i'm gonna have to check i've i've never been to english town i went to collingswood and columbus Columbus, I've been going to since I was a kid. Collingswood's a good like budget flea market. It's like it's like one of the lesser ones. Yeah, I like the video store inside. If it's still there, they have the little video. Ah, well, it's not. Collingswood has a halfway decent like comic slash like toy shop. Yeah, it's decent. It's not great. It's decent. But then there's a guy who does he does um like the vinyl printings. That's where I get all my t shirts and stuff made, like my Glowmania shirts. Oh, I go to that guy. And then in more recent times, I guess now it's legal. I can say it. There's a shop in there that sells edibles. So I go there and I pick up edibles when I need them. <laughs> so weird being able to talk about it freely and not it's give nice, a shit. It? It's fucking great. Yeah. But um, so the so back to the toxi thing, I would just randomly go to flea markets and find these loose toxies in people's tables mixed in with like the Ninja Turtles because they're made by yeah. the same company, Playmates. And they so, look like, so similar too because they're it's, pretty much they're exactly yeah. the same figure between the the turtles. The Toxic Crusaders and like the Dick Tracy line, which are all the same body types, you could have went crazy just mix and matching those. And I did as a kid, they all like played together like so well. And I just kept randomly picking up these Toxie figures, never really knowing what I was doing with them. And then um, thanks in part to the to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, I learned about Detoffs from IKEA and I just bought one. And I decided I wanted to display my Toxic Crusaders figures. So that was, I had one Detoff and I had all the Toxie figures. And at the time I only had like maybe five, six, maybe 10 max. Um, And then I did a show one time. I did a toy show selling my art. And there was a guy next to me who really loved one of my paintings. He's like, oh, would you trade something? I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. I'll trade you. He's like, well, you know, for the, I'll trade you anything you want. He had a carded mint on card Toxie, which it's like, it's like up to 500 bucks on eBay now. I bought a uh, doctor. I have a doctor kill him off. I think the cards on punched. It's like pristine. That's I th- nice. I think I got it for like $30 a few years back. Wow. on card. Speaking and now of conquest like, has, I want to say major like, disaster card and they want like some obscene amount of money for it. They had a, I, I think it was a psycho when I was just there. And then I remember they had, they had two figures at one point. It might've been major disaster and psycho. But they only had one when I just went back. I think it was like 150 or something. That's I got mine literally. I traded a painting for it. <laughs> and it's I like the pride and joy. Then it just it just became like, let me see how many I can possibly get. And I went, I think I have, I want to say like 37. 
I have so I 37 have 37 in a row in a row. <laughs> I have 35 on one shelf with like risers, so it's like you know leveled up. And then my top shelf on my on my DTOF is the carded one with my loose one, my actual toxi from like my collection as a kid. Oh, that's sweet. That I love that stuff. Like when I see people in the group posts, like they'll have the collection with like all the mint stuff, but then you just see that figure. It's like this is the one from a kid being a kid. It's like they they always uh shit on Sam Roberts and his Hasbro collection, but I'm just like well, like they were his. Uh, like I, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, like Who I cares if it's like if missing a finger, it was his. I hate that I sold like all my I literally all my wrestling figures. I did too. My brother found in with his Hasbro's my uh it was, it was Stone Cold, Owen Hart, X Pac, and D'Lo Brown, I think, of my Bendies that I bought from Rite Aid around the corner as a kid. All I have of my actual childhood collection, but it's still something I'm like. I love it. Like I like I like for me as a kid, it was the LJNs, the big rubber LJNs. That was like what I had. And like during a move, like I just said, like, I don't want this anymore. It's like I, I tossed them, which breaks my heart because like, and I've rebought a lot of them, then I sold them again. So I kept like the core like ones that I love. And like I bought like a mint, mint, mint Hogan with the belt and everything. It's 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 pristine as can be, but it's not like it's not my Hogan. Yeah. I wish I could have mine back with missing half the paint. And so that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. That's how I feel. It's like every time I buy a bone crunch or a Jack's figure or something, I'm like, oh, I remember having this as a kid. I rip it open. I remember opening it as a kid. I end up sitting there posing it and stuff. I'm like, this isn't the same. This is not, not the same. It's not yours. Yeah. And it's, you know, people don't know that, but you damn well know that every time you look at it, it's like, oh. that's why I mentioned before the Remco three and three quarter inch, like the ones I have in, in one of my detox are mine from when I was a kid. They were mine. Like I, like I was born and I grew up in Miami and moved here when I was like three or four years old. But I have like memories of getting those. Like my dad would bring them home from work from my Toys R Us. And I have like very, very, very faint memories of getting those. And the ones I have in my collection are still mine from when I was a child. Ah, that's awesome. It's, that's how it is uh, with my Ghostbusters. Like my firehouse is a little beat up, but. Some of my Ghostbusters and mainly more so the firehouse was the one my brothers had. They gave it to a family friend because like they outgrew it. And then surprise, here comes Dingus. And then I'm growing up. I fall in love with Ghostbusters as a kid. They contact the family friend. They still had it. Their kids are growing up now. Don't care about it. They're like, oh, it's in the attic. So they gave me the firehouse with some figures, but. It was the shell of the firehouse, no doors, no sign, no pole, no containment unit. And growing up, I pieced it all together. So it's still the shell shell of it, like the history, but all the pieces are from different people and stuff. And it breaks my heart a bit. It's cool that you had like the shell of it, at least. Yeah. So you were able to piece it together and kind of make it whole. And that's really cool. Instead of having to buy like a brand new one. Yeah. It's like the pole, like when I finally got the polks. Like the bit, like the one column in the front. As a kid, I would use that as the pole and just kind of slide the guys down it because I didn't have the actual one. I would just drop them, and then those were great too, man. Those original real Ghostbusters figures were the best. I, I will die on the hill of the real real Ghostbusters line is one of the best toy lines. I, you know, everyone's got their opinion, but I just. Everything about that line, the Highway Haunter, the Volkswagen Beetle that turns into the Praying Mantis. It's the mechanics of some of the figures are great. And just everything about them is just toyetic AF, as they say. And they just, they they got crazier and crazier and crazier. And you mentioned before the glow ones. Those are probably one of my like rail lines is uh, like the line of like the glow ones. Cause like you look them up, they're super expensive. It's, It's unreal what they went to. It's funny. So we, we were we were at the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast live event on Friday. I had brought an old um, wrestling figures, not wrestling figures. Um, what's the other one? A ring, um, not Ringside Collectibles, the other one. Um, wrestling Superstore. I yes. had an old Wrestling Superstore catalog and I brought that. I gave it to Brian. Oh, that's what you gave to. I saw you give it because I was a few people behind you. Yeah. And I, I said, saw- you know, you might find this interesting because there was like Bendy's in there for five dollars. Old San Francisco toy maker WCW figures for five dollars. So it's just kind of funny to look at the way the market changes. But in the back of that catalog is the set of six real Ghostbusters glow figures. 
they couldn't give those things away for like $30 in that catalog, six figures. And now like I've gone into toy shops and they'll have one of them carded for like 500 bucks. I remember, um, what was it? A level up in Hamilton mall. That place had the full set. Yeah. Unpunched and stuff. And it was like, I think it was like four or 500 bucks for the set. And I'm like, I can't spend that on these. And then I saw them again at a, I forget the toy shop that was down there. That was like the house. It was a, po- well, there, a part well, there of was a, two. There's Farpoint, which Farpoint. is open, just still open. Then yeah. there was another one called It's a Toy Store. And it was literally a, a guy's house that he turned into a toy store, which was that, that one. place was nuts. The um, It's a Toy Store. There was a guy working there and he, there was the full set of Ecto Glows. I asked how much. And he's like, I think 175 for the set. And I was like, Really? He's like, I'm not sure. Let me call my boss. And guy never answered. And like, we were there for a while. He never called back. He's like, just, he's like, I'll, uh, like, give me a call tomorrow. I'll get the price and all that. Just give us a call. And if you want, we can hold them for him. Like, yeah, sure. Give him a call. Yeah. My boss said they're 725 or something. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. And now I look back, I'm like, shit, that was a deal. Considering I still the price couldn't now. though, because like all these guys have the men on card. Like I would rip those things right open. Oh yeah, I couldn't possibly keep them card. Yeah, because it's like they're amazing looking, but they have the masks and the proton like streams are different too, because they're kind of like the whole, zigzagged. Yeah, but like they, like they were all made of glow in the dark. The ghost they came with was glow in the dark. Like they were perfect. Yeah, that's definitely like a grail like line for me. They're like, even if I can find one of them, I'd be happy. And I don't even care yeah. if it's complete. Just give me one of the loose Ghostbuster figures that glows in the dark, just so I can have it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that that line it was the core four, and I think that was one of the ones with Lewis Tully in it, right? It was Lewis and Janine both. That was one of Janine's oh, yeah, only Janine. figures. Janine had the glow figure. She had it wasn't a fright features, but it was something similar to fright features. And then she had one of those screamers too, and that's all she ever had. Yeah, she yeah, because there's the one the the screamer has like she has the soft goods skirt. Yep. Right. Uh, then there's the one where she's in like the scuba outfit, where yeah. her eyes pop out. I think there is one. There's one more. I think she's got a fright features. It's she's in an all pink outfit. She comes with a phone. I think you're right. I th- that's that has to be it though. But then she had a yeah. glow one too, and yeah, I, I'd be happy with any of the six of them. Just yeah. one. Have you ever seen the unreleased vehicle for the glow line? Absolutely, I have. The glow copter. It's, it's amazing. I would I would love to get my hands on something like that. So yeah. they um I think I think a prototype popped up on eBay like years ago. Because that, that's the thing, too. They had that, they had a fire engine that never came out. And then the long sought after one of my projects, I want to learn the 3D uh, 3D print, Egon's lab playset. They repurposed that into a Batman. I think it's really? a Batman and Robin thing. It's like a Mr. Freeze, like a Mr. Oh, the, Freeze place that they repurposed it. The, oh, I think I saw it on like an Ethan Page toy. Is it like the cryogenic chamber or something? It's I some, think it's it's, so- there was two play sets for that line. And one of them is like, it's, it's a lot of the same parts. It's like the repurposed Ghostbusters one. They do that a lot. Like there was um, when superpowers died, there was supposed to be like a Clark Kent change in the Superman phone booth thing. And because superpowers died out, they repurposed it into a police academy toy line like accessory that only got released in like Argentina. Wow. Didn't uh didn't police academy didn't they repurpose the Ghostbuster Firehouse too? I thought or that too. Was... It's actually not. All right. They that are, if you I, look at, I thought that for the longest time too. Um, if you do look at them side by side, they're not. All right, because I know uh Batman actually repurposed Ghostbusters again with uh there's a pogo stick joker yep that it's the backpack heroes vankman and not only that um the batman returns toy line had a nicholson inspired joker in it that had a little helicopter on his back that was also used in the police academy line also so canada was just all over the place using things everywhere a lot of accessories are shared between figures there's a robocop motorcycle that was also used in batman there it's all over the place it it's that's one of the things i love about collecting i like being into that stuff is just noticing those little like things between like toy lines like the repurposed 
stuff like with wrestling figures it's like it's one thing but like with this it's like no these are legit accessories that are yeah. just repaints that they're totally pushing as something else it's i dig it yeah i've always loved that when you see like especially it's like two years later like hey that gun came with like so and so like it's funny when you know yeah it's it and then it's like when you're out with friends or i because i do it all the time i'm like now you see this this was also used in this they're like how do you know this shit i'm like years of training years of training yeah. same with me like so I, I i can't tell you what i did like you know a week ago but like I can sit here and talk about the police academy toy line for like hours for some reason. Yeah, I've I never collected police academy, and I would be lying if I said I've seen all the movies. I've seen like the first one, and I I got to watch the series. After four, it's just that they're terrible. They're not worth watching after four. But I have so I for some odd reason I just decided one day I wanted to collect those, but I didn't want the full line. I just wanted all the cops. I didn't collect any of their like made up villains and like some of the cops like Mahoney will have like, like a second figure. I only got one of each of the cops in their uniforms. All right. So the, uh, the villains and stuff in the toy line are all fake, but uh, all made up, but all the cops in the toy line are the ones from the movie and stuff, but they're inspired by the cartoon. All right. Kind of like uh, killer tomatoes. Yeah. That was more like, like, so like the toy line for that was more inspired by the cartoon. Yeah. And which that, has almost nothing to do with the movies. Yeah. I, I think like the last movie, what I think the, the last movie is like the take France or whatever. I think like Dr. Gangrene's in that. I was like really sick. I forget when this was. I was really sick. I watched all the killer tomato movies back to back to back to back. I don't know why you would do that to yourself. It turned into a fever dream. It was amazing, but I forgot about the musical number at the end of the first one. And I just, I fell in love. <laughs> see, it's funny. Like, see this, this, like this topic could be a whole show in and of itself is how, how they made some of these like R rated movies into cartoons and then toy lines, RoboCop, yeah. one of the most violent movies ever made cartoon. Toxic Crusaders. Toxic Tro- Crusaders. The Toxic Trauma. Avengers, one of the most like yeah. violent movies. Then you have like Rambo and, and Rocky and like all these, like, like Terminator. Ter- yeah. Terminator. Uh, the list goes on with it because it's like it's if, you th- like, if you think about it too it's like you know ghostbusters i was watching since i was a kid kids love ghostbusters but when you watch it as adult it's one of those movies that you're like damn i, I didn't real i didn't pick up on this as a kid because i did not get those jokes and it's like yeah same you don't you kind of you pick up on more it's like shit I can't believe I was watching this as a kid but you so know what like though a lot of the like the cartoons we grew up with there's so many like like innuendos and stuff that we never picked up on and even cartoons now have them like really bad some of them but there's one I always tell people that always stands out to me but one of my favorite cartoons of all time Batman Beyond oh yeah amazing cartoon the I love the um the Bruce Tim like style like I love all that so much I love that whole universe one I love how they all connect from like Batman to Superman to Batman Beyond to Justice League how they're all connected to one giant universe but there was an episode of Batman Beyond. I will never forget this ever in my life. It was an episode like a guy was like obsessed with his car. The whole episode, like it was like they were in like it was in, in Terry McGinnis's high school. And this guy was like super obsessed with his car it was like was like the subplot of the episode. And so there's like 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 whatever like the hot popular girl in school was. And he's like, hey, want to go for a ride? And she says to him, you're always talking about your car. And he looks at her and smirks and says, well, who's talking about the car right now? Like, holy crap, really? What? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It, it's funny because I was just saying uh, Walmart has like the complete series of Batman Beyond, like the DVD. And I was like, I, I had it in my hand the other day. So it was one of those things I remember watching as a kid, but I like, I forget everything about. So I don't remember that because I don't remember I, which I, episode, it, but... just, I, I know the guy's like obsessed with his car. I know it's one of the earlier ones. And you don't even need to buy that series. Like the whole series yeah. on HBO Max, which is fantastic. All right, maybe I'll just get HBO Max. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a couple bucks a month. It's so worth it because the entire DC universe is on there. Superman, Batman, both Justice Leagues, Batman Beyond. Like it's all on there. Oh, I'll, I'll have to check it out then because I've been wanting to at least Batman Beyond. I've been wanting to rewatch, but oh, I definitely so I got to look that up now. It's it is crazy to think about, and it's like 
yeah, as you said, with the toy lines and stuff, you're selling these things based off of movies that kids should not be watching. Which to me, like the Toxic Crusaders and Toxic Avengers, probably the best example of that. Oh, yeah. The Toxic Avenger is so extreme. And I was, I want to say, eight years old, maybe when I saw Toxic Avenger for the first time, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I, I probably shouldn't have been watching it, but I loved it. And then like a toy line, but at least like they changed the aesthetic of it, whereas like, no, he's like an environmentally friendly, like superhero who just wants to clean up the environment. So it's like yeah. you, can, you can't hate on that. But the yeah. fact that it was inspired by something so brutal and like violent is still beyond me. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the underground Captain Planet in a way. You know? Yeah, it's you got it. It's like, all right, you have, uh, you know, you have these mutants and all that cleaning up the toxic waste and everything. And then you find out about the movie and you find out what he's really cleaning up. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. It's, it's funny. You mentioned Captain Planet. Like, I was never really into that toy line, but there, there's a, there's, I think, I don't remember the names of these characters. I know there's one that glows in the dark that I still got to pick up. But then there was like, I don't know if it was like an evil version of Captain Planet or something bad, but he's like all like sludged out and he's like toxic. It's like super oh. rare, but it's one that I really want to pick up because he looks really, really cool. I'll have to check that out. I, I don't I forget the name of it. There was, I know like the line didn't fare after like the first series and it kind of just like fluttered out. So it's one of the ones where it's like they just kind of dumped them somewhere. So it's not as easy to come by. The the only one I really remember from that line is the Captain Planet with the, the bar you take out of his back with the strings so you can hold so it and make him fly. Them fly. Yeah. One of the best toys. I don't care what anyone says. That's one of the best toys. He was cool looking. I just, I couldn't get into the cartoon. It was like, even back then when I was a kid, I was like, okay, this is just a little too like, I don't know, upbeat and, and happy. I need a little, a little turmoil with my cartoons. These guys are just like <laughs> way too earthy. Yeah. The, the theme song was better than the actual content. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that theme song. Oh, you I should cover that. You should do that. Captain Blair, he's a hero. Oh man. I got to listen to that now. That's a whole I, set I should, right there. Do like some really like ridiculous, like cartoon theme songs that the toxic crusaders one like ghostbusters just do a whole set list of just cartoon theme songs well it's it's funny you say that because i was thinking of uh doing it was like once covid hit and all that and everyone was doing live stream shows i was gonna do saturday morning terror tune sets and uh what i was gonna do was to begin the live stream though i was gonna play like different cartoon music inspector gadget ghostbusters and all that but then facebook started doing the you play copyrighted music you get silent so i was like oh, come on so it is something that i've kept in mind for shows though so that'd be a fun like a fun and promote this at have everyone like kind of dress up as maybe someone from like the cartoons and just go nuts with it kind of like heather's cool. that what the hell's that band max sabbath it, it's like oh yeah dressed, like, like the mcdonald's characters they do black sabbath they toured what was it uh oakley dokley the ned flanders oh, the, the ned flanders yeah. band yeah i remember they were touring together max sabbath seems fun to see and then i have a friend she's obsessed with uh clovis who's he's like a clown who does elvis i just saw him on like tiktok and stuff i started seeing you know, he's pretty funny he's good and then there's another band like they dress up like transformers that i have never seen and i need to you got, that I got to, I'll find a link somewhere. I forget the name of the band, but they legit dress up. But I know like there's a girl in the band and she dresses up like RC, whatever the, whatever the female one's name was. I think it was RC. Transformers is something it's like, I'm not good with. I, I more so I know, I know them like the, what they look like, but I never knew the names. Like the core ones, like yeah. Bumblebee and Prime, yeah. like the core Bumblebee ones. Yeah. Prime. But like, none of the ones in the band are like core, like, like Transformers, which even makes it even cooler to me in a way. But they just dress up like Transformers and, and perform. I want to see, I want to see someone dressed as uh, Beast Wars, and they have a battle of the bands. That'd be insane. Or GoBots. That would be even funnier. Oh, they get their asses kicked. Oh yeah. So we, uh, you know, talking about uh, adult movies, not adult adult movies, but horror movies and stuff turned into kid shows to kind of swing this back in the glow mania. Uh, I said I have the Voorhees mask, got the uh, Leatherface painting. Horror is a big part of your life. You'll do all characters, but I know horror is a big, very yeah. big influence. So what what uh, what was kind of like your intro to horror? 
Um, well, as a kid, it was, as I mentioned before, the Universal Monsters, like the Remco's. But I never really saw any of the movies or anything. I just knew they were like monsters and they were s- supposed to be scary. Um, as a kid, though, the first horror movie I ever saw was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I remember watching the beginning of my brother's room and I left right before the special effects scene during Oingo Boingo. When he my cuts brother's... the other guy's head off? Yeah. Which is, which is amazing. I, I say it like I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but the movie's been out since the 80s. So if you haven't you seen know, it by now. <laughs> yeah, the statute of limitations is off by now. If you haven't seen Chainsaw oh, yeah. 2 by now. Sorry, yeah. we're probably going to spoil something for you. Oh, yeah. And it's that's one thing that I remember we bonded over was Texas Chainsaw 2 because we just both love it. It's one uh, of my the whole aside from part four, which is just completely unwatchable. I love the whole franchise. I really do. I, three is probably one of my most favorite horror movies ever. Three is underrated as all hell. That was the first horror movie I ever saw in a movie theater. And to this day, the teaser trailer for that is my favorite thing. Possibly the wake? Ever. Yeah. Oh, it's supposed man. to be like Excalibur. Anyone yeah. listening, if you've never seen it, go to YouTube, type in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 teaser trailer and just be amazed because it's incredible. It. I remember I saw that before I saw the movie. And, you know, I was born well, well after the movie came out and I certainly didn't see the movie for quite a while. But then it was like once I saw that trailer, I'm like, what is that? I like my, so brother, my my middle brother, Dustin, he was like the big horror head. So it was like he got like when a uh, movie maniacs came out and all that Texas Chainsaw and stuff like, yep, I was always infatuated with any Leatherface figures he had. Me too. I'm like, I love the guy with the chainsaw. It's kind of messed up because like, you know, you got Kruger, Jason. I'm like, no, the dude with the meat hammer and the chainsaw with all the blood and the body parts. I, I like that one. I have two shelves dedicated to Leatherface. Really? In the detox, two shelves. Yeah. Oh. I, oh yeah, we we talked about this before because then I think you you were the one that mentioned to me about La Puma being a big Texas Chainsaw and he's guy. a big he he has a lot of stuff too yeah he's got a few things that I don't have that I want but I know I have way more than he does yeah it's a, my collection it's like it's kind of all over the place with that but I, I think I showed you my Texas Chainsaw two promo stuff like the yeah video which stuff. is amazing that's that's like my pride and joy one the I do not regret that purchase one bit. It's cool when you can find odd stuff like that. Like I have a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein like press kit. Oh hell yeah! With that, like the- that I got at some like oddity store. And it's it's one of my favorite things. It has like there's ten eight by tens in it, and it's like a whole like, press kit about the movie. I love it. Yeah, it has like the summary uh, sheets yeah. usually and stuff. And sometimes there's little extra bonuses. And mm-hmm. now to bring it back to Texas Chainsaw, it's coming out. It's gonna be a hot topic. I feel once the game drops, you see that trailer for that video game. I have. I wish it wasn't one of those stupid online like co-op type games. Like I can't stand those. Like the Friday Thirteenth game was like that. The new Evil Dead game is like that. There's that that Dead by Daylight, which looks amazing. I can't get into those like online type games. So I'm kind of disappointed that that's what they're doing with the Chainsaw game. I have a I have Friday the Thirteenth. I played it once and I never played it again. I think I Same. went to and no one played it. I just got Evil Dead and I've been trying to play it more here and there just to get used to that style. The more I get used to it, the more I am kind of enjoying it. But it's all leading up to the Chainsaw game. Evil Dead's got like a mission mode, but there's only like eight missions. I don't know if there's going to be more released, but I I agree. I would rather like, you know, a story based Texas Chainsaw game. Yeah, give me something kind of linear where I can just like play through it give me like a gta style where it's like slightly open world but maybe you know a little linear and just give me something like that where i can run around and either let me play as both sides of it. let me be the victim let me play as leatherface like give me something like that like i hate the fact that i gotta play online with like a group of people that i don't even want to talk to <laughs> well i'll be playing online so if you have playstation we, we could talk to each other i do have playstations i mean i, I I'm almost 90% sure I'm buying the game just for collecting reasons anyway, because I just love Leatherface. Yeah. So there's a chance I'll have it. So, I mean, we could possibly play, but... I'm I'm curious with it, because it's like, you know, they, like all the other games we mentioned, it's you have like four or five victims and one villain. Yeah. With this in the trailer, you see the hitchhiker. You see the 
the brother, dad, look what you did to the door, whatever he actually is in this incest the family. He, he's the, <laughs> the cook, cook in the movie, so God knows what they're going to make him in this. Yeah, so it's like you have all these different people. I'm like, is it going to be only one villain or is it going to be like a team versus team thing where like, you know, you have Leatherface, like the brute, the tank. You got the hitchhiker, which is like speedy, but he could get knocked down fast. The brother that could kind of set more traps and all that. And then like grandpa, where it's kind of like he is a trap where like if you That'd fall in front cool, of grandpa actually. and you can you bring the mallet down like it's an instant kill because it's like, oh, grandpa, grandpa was the best with the sludge. And, you know, I it's... wish they would have like other versions of Leatherface and even like Chop Top in part two. That'd be great. I know. I know it's not, but I well, wish they were doing that. I could have sworn in the trailer. I, it could have just been my eyes playing tricks on me. I could have sworn I saw the back of a head that was bald with strains of hair. And it looked It'd be like amazing if he was in it. Except with, a, what was it, Mortal Kombat X with Leatherface. They Leatherface. had like the kill mask, the pretty lady. Yep. So that I loved, how they had the different fighting styles match with the different masks. It was three versions. It was like the remake version, and it was like the original version. Then you said like the, pr- the pretty woman mask. Yeah. It was great that he was in that game. I love when Mortal Kombat was doing that. They had like Jason in one, Freddy was in one of them. The uh, Xenomorph was that was I think that was the Leatherface one. It is, yeah, because Predator's Which, in the same one. That the Xenomorph though was uh that was that was a cheat code in its own. You played as that, you were you didn't know what you were doing, you were just ready to win. One of the easiest characters to play. <laughs> yeah, and it was you know what's cool with some of those two. Like I remember with the Predator one. They had skins too, so you could turn like Jacks and do it with like the metal arms. You could turn him into like Carl Weathers from Predator, so he was like Carl Weathers' character. So they was like really? skins to make them other, yeah. Like they actually like kind of like amped it up a little bit. If you got the Xenomorph, there were skins to make some of the players look like they were like a Colonel Marine, but it wasn't like they didn't go crazy with it where they weren't getting like like Ripley in the game, but they were make making people look like they belonged like in the universe. All right, that's. I never knew that. I think I still have. I'm going to have to check that out. I, like they I had never... the Joker in that game. And with the Joker, there came skins to make one of the characters look like a Harley Quinn a little bit, but she wasn't Harley. It was just Harley inspired. So it was, at least it was like little nods to everything else like that. Huh. It's, it's amazing. The evolution of video games. I just, what was it? Thursday was happy as shicks at a job. We found the PS one and I took it and I bought tony hawk 3 from a the oh one God. video the one video game store in brick and uh my buddy came over we tried it out together and turning on a ps1 for the first time and probably like i don't know friggin' 15 years or some shit it's wild isn't it it was insane we're sitting there playing the game we're like how the hell were we playing this i can't combo or anything i'm like and as kids we we destroyed these games they were so beloved then, but yeah, they they have like it's hard to go back and try to play them now. They just they don't hold up. The the only games that do hold up are like Sega and Nintendo. I feel yeah, like those console games, yeah. But like once you get to like PS One or like Xbox, like the, the original Xbox, some of them you do hold up, but it's like some of them are just. I still have for PS One. I have they had WWF WrestleMania. It was an arcade game. Oh, with Yokozuna with like the uh, turkey on his fist or whatever. And- yeah, and like Undertaker would like throw like tombstones and stuff. Yeah, and then there, but there was a sequel. Really? Called WWF in your house. It was even more over the top, and like you weren't just like the first game. You were in like a ring. This one was like so instead of being like in a wrestling ring, you were at like Shawn Michaels like Heartbreak Hotel. Holy shit! There was like a gold dust like movie set. Um, that game was nuts. I never knew that one existed. WWF in your house for PS1. Look that up. It is insane. I'm not just going to look it up. I'm going to buy it tonight. I have. It's cheap, too. If you can still play PS1 games, it's it's probably super cheap. Oh, yeah. Well, the PlayStation works. I ordered a memory card. I ordered the Grinch video game because I loved that shit. Oh, my God. And I also ordered the Small Soldiers video game because that was, like, one of my favorite games as a kid. That's awesome. So I'm like, that should be here this week. That's... I can't wait this three day weekend. It's just going to be PS one. And that's like, and that's the shit I love. Like I love like retro games like that. Like I'm more about playing like Nintendo and super Nintendo than I am something like newer. Yeah. Sega Genesis is the only console. Like I've kept my whole life. I just Sega with like all the Sonics booger, man, uh, 
Streets of Rage. I actually Toe Jam and Earl. Toe Jam and Earl. I have a the Ghostbusters game for Sega is amazing, but I also I have the Toxic Crusaders game, which is hard as shit. That there's there's a Nintendo one, a Game Boy one, and a Sega Genesis one. Any one of those games is one of the few like Crusader items that I'm still like on the hunt for. Cheap. The Nintendo one's at least like a hundred dollar game, and I refuse to pay that. Really? Yeah. The Game Boy one's probably the rarest one. Yeah, the Game Boy. I I remember the Game Boy just because uh, what was it? Angry Video Game Nerd had the whole special with uh, Uncle yes. Lloyd on it and stuff, and that dude is friggin' hysterical. <laughs> oh, he gets out. Like, he goes out of his mind. Oh, goal of mine. Get Uncle Lloyd on the Culture Podcast. <laughs> He'd probably do it. He's very like accessible. Oh yeah, I met him before. He's a nice guy. He is. He's really he's really passionate about what he does, and he's very like very very heavy into like being like a free speech advocate and stuff, which is great. Oh yeah, and he's he's always shutting down uh all like the big studios and all that, and it's just even though it's weird that Toxic Avengers supposedly getting a reboot. Oh, it's like done. It's ready to come out. I don't know how I feel about it. Like Peter Dinklage is supposed to be the Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it should have been Dylan Hornswoggle Postel. <laughs> um, I, I just nah, I can't remake this to me. That, that's how I feel. Like some movies, like how they always talk about remaking The Crow. No, that movie was set in that time period. Trauma movies. No, trauma movies. They were made the way they were to be that way forever. Exactly. It's, you know. Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Class of Newcomb High, all of them. It's they're terribly amazing movies. They do yes. not need to be polished turds. No, they're meant to just be turds. Like, and that's why we love them. They're fucking great. Yeah. Another studio that I love is Full Moon Puppet Master. Oh, Full Moon, Puppet Master, Evil Bong, Ginger Dead Man. I love those movies. I actually, I, I, I own most of the early Full Moon library. And then go back and try to rewatch some of it. Like over, I think it was Christmas. I tried to show my girlfriend the ginger dead man for the first time. She, she couldn't do it. She tapped that really early into it. She's well, here and she's smirking at me. Actually. She, she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't do it. You got to show her evil bong. And That's then a just, good one. Yeah, and yeah. then just be like, there's a movie where those two fight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's, there's evil bong versus ginger dead man movie. So the funny thing about, about Full Moon is the, the owner of that, um, Charles Band, before COVID, was doing these things called road shows. And um, he would do them at like, conventions like Chill or Mancha Mania. We have those here in Jersey. And basically, it would just be him. And he'd probably bring, try to bring a couple of special guests. And he would just tell like stories about making some of these Full Moon movies and stuff. And um, so one of the stories he told about Ginger Dead Man is one of my favorite stories ever. He, he was... I'm going to kind of just try to give you a quick version of it. What he was saying was how like, so they got Gary Busey to do the voice of the ginger dead man. And so it was, it was their day to get him in the studio to record his dialogue. And he didn't want to go because he ended up having a date that night and he didn't want to miss his date. To, he had like two hours. So they're like, well, no, we, we have you, you know, you, you have a contract. This is the day we're doing this. We kind of need you here. Otherwise you're going to breach your contract. And he's so he says like so Gary B's like so I'm not gonna get paid. He goes, Well, we kind of need you tonight to do this. You know, you you committed to this. So he said, like, with the threat of like, not getting paid and then risking not getting laid on his date, he in like under two hours nailed all of his lines a hundred percent and was in and out. Holy shit. Yeah. Gary Busey, you are the man. He's a fucking lunatic. Real quick, <laughs> another another cool story. I, I, this is my favorite, like Charles Band story. So you've seen the movie Troll, right? Oh yeah, awful movie. Yeah, but it's, it's a great classic. So he you're talking wrote about and, the original Troll, not Troll Two, obviously. The original Troll, yes. Yeah. So yeah. He wrote and directed that. That was one of his early movies, and um, that movie is very, very early '80s. And he tells a story how he has the lawsuit to end all lawsuits. If you remember the movie, do you remember what the little boy's name was? Like the main kid in Troll? No, it, it's been a while. The, the kid's name is Harry Potter. Holy shit. Really? Yeah. He and it, it obviously proved that that came before like the books and, and the movies oh, and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, and he says how he has this movie? like airtight 
very like or 83, 84. So he has this like dead solid, like airtight loss. Like he would win that in a heartbeat, but he's like, he could never do that because of how beloved Harry Potter is. He could never bring himself to do something like that. Yeah. 86. Harry Potter. Wow, that, Jr. I was that. Noah Hathaway. Holy Isn't that crazy? Fuck. That is, I never. So you gotta knew wonder that. when she wrote those books if maybe she was subconsciously a fan of the of that movie and just kind of not thinking, just use the name. Yeah, who knows? It's Jesus. He he could make a lot. Nuts, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it, I find yeah, it funny could. too that it's uh, now you're talking about troll just troll not troll two the equal piece of shit yeah. <laughs> equal or maybe more so piece of shit oh, troll two that is unwatchable no... oh i i love that movie and also have you ever seen the documentary i have it's fantastic i just i love it that he's just the dentist is riding it out you know he's saying the line he's loving it and then he goes to that convention at the end where it finally dies out like the phase of it and he's just like you know I was getting tired of saying you can't piss on hospitality. So, you know, I was getting tired of it anyway. So I just went back to being a dentist. It's like, no, man, you were going to ride that to its death, which you did. It's the fact that just documentaries about how bad the movie is just tells you how, like, of much of a cult classic it is. Oh, yeah. And you see, like, like and, and, and so many movies get like that, like that cult classic status. But that might be the cult classic to end all cult classics, just based on the fact that it has a documentary just telling you how bad the movie is yeah and everything about it too that's like it's troll two that there is literally no like there's no troll one that goes with it and it's just no and then the fact that like the shopkeeper was at the one showing just chilling hanging out and it's it's wild but my movie is unwatchable to me i I could watch it all the time. I, w- I once watched it hungover and it cured my hangover. I, I think it might have been because it's like, oh, you feel like shit. Well, imagine, imagine you were on the set of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made it go right away. But oh my God. Right. Well, uh, we'll start to wrap this up here because I know you got some plans and you know, we'll be talking quite a bit. So, Bob. We're gonna we're gonna take a little trip right now. We're gonna do a little thing we call an ego trip. This is where we're gonna talk about where to find you. I know uh, you know, obviously you have Instagrams and stuff. We gotta plug that, but also I want you to talk about I know you have events coming up and uh where people yeah. could buy your art at the events and also you know online and everything because you have a lot of stuff up there. As you said, you'll even make like different characters for people if you don't have them. So where uh where can the listeners find you? Instagram and Facebook both at uh, Bob Burke Art. I do not have an online store. It's just something too much to micromanage. But if you saw something on one of my social medias that you wanted, hit me up. It's yours. We'll work it out. Uh, otherwise, I'm at shows all over New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Coming up on July 9th, I will be at Blobfest in Phoenixville, PA. Absolutely amazing event. It's a three-day event, literally celebrating the Blob. Uh, Friday, they show the blob and they reenact certain scenes of it. Saturday's a big street fair. And then Sunday, they do a parade. Uh, so Saturday in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, at the Colonial Theater, I'll be, I'll be at the street fair. Uh, I usually take off in the summers and I'll be back in Smithville. I just signed up for the World Oddities Expo in Baltimore Very in nice. October. Uh, looking into a couple other shows. My social medias are the best place to find out where I'll be. The big one right now is just July 9th in uh, Phoenixville, PA for Blobfest. And then uh, fall dates will start coming up not long after that. All right, cool. Yeah, and uh, of course, I'll tag your socials in the uh, summary and everything and in the post awesome, and stuff. So, uh, no problem. Make it real easy for everyone to get to your pages, see your see your projects, see your art, see, uh, you know, see where you're going to be popping up, where they can go meet you face-to-face, see the belt, but not take it because that thing's mine come september <laughs> it'll be the rumble in smithville yeah well we totally have to take a picture of some sorts but I'll, I'll make my own uh i'll make like a cardboard belt or pull a day in house and i have some broken symbols i'll make a belt out of broken symbols you need <laughs> your own like dingus the clown like belt or something the terror title 
That's oh. see, you need something. The real quick, the beauty of the belt is like I I it started as like a joke, but then it would be like, especially like I did a couple of shows in Smithville where for some reason, like the crowd just wasn't there that day. Yeah. There was one in particular, it was just really, really bad. There was just nobody was out. It was just a very like poorly attended event, which is odd because Smithville Art Walk's always really well attended, but this oh, one yeah. in particular was just not well attended. So I had had the belt at the time. And this is when I really became a prick with it. Like I would make like, and I did amazing that day, but no one else around me was doing anything. I, I, I felt bad, but I didn't like, I'm not yeah. there for you. I'm there to make money. So every time I'd make a sale, I'd stand up and I would hold up the belt like in, in, in like in triumph because I made <laughs> and the looks I was getting these people was just brutal death stares all day. Every time I make a sale, and you I wasn't, just, I wasn't subtle. I would stand up and just hold up the belt every time. Oh my God. I, I never heard that. That's, I mean, we, uh, being wrestling fans, <laughs> carny bullshit. Exactly. Carny bullshit That's works. like the inspiration. That's really That's, what it is. You know, like the kayfabe and stuff is really what it is. It's just fun being like a character. Yeah. It's, you know, cause it's like, obviously I know your work, I know you and stuff, but it's until now, which is why I, love doing these podcasts and you know trying to get as many people on as i can is because even as much as i know someone hearing inspirations and stuff like that like hearing stories like that it's just it's amazing and it's <laughs> it just it makes it even better because it's like if we have tables side by side oh we can we'll cut promos on each other we'll just <laughs> we'll you have should fun totally with it. try to get there early enough so you can set up next to me so we can just do that all day and just piss everyone off <laughs> Yeah, it's Smithville Art Well, it's definitely a collective of sorts. Like I've met so many awesome people. Uh give a shout out to Uncle Crispy. Uh he's a good he's, dude. His art, I have like a few of his pieces as well. He uh like I love his pop art and everything. Like you and him are like the people that like I, I know know from there. And then there's some others here and there that like I remember. But uh, there's us, there's one or two of the people like the OGs of it. Most of the people have either moved on or just don't do it anymore. But like like me, uh, him. You mentioned um, his name is Chris. Like him. There's another guy, Steve Vincent, who's been there since the beginning. There's only a few of us left who've been there since the beginning. It, it, there's a little bit of everything though. So it's like anyone listening, uh, if you haven't been to Smithville, it's a. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, so I'll say how I usually say it. It's kind of a little yuppie tourist area. A little bit, no yeah. Way. It's nice. But then you have the underground, the punk shop, the oddball of the, how the fuck did this end up here? And they just hold all these events with bands, vendors, and everything, and definitely peep them, because uh, Mike, who hosts it's awesome, and Bob, of course, is always there. So catch Bob, say what's up, buy some glow art, light up your life in the dark. You know, it's everyone can use a little light in the dark. Hell yeah, they can just come <laughs> say hi to the glow champ. Exactly. But don't take the belt. That's mine. <laughs> you can try, but they will not succeed. It's gonna be how there's the me WF. It's, it's just gonna be us back and forth. That'd be amazing. I always have like friends who know like why I do this. And it was like, I'm gonna take that belt one day. I'm like, you can try, you're not gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I took it, I couldn't hold it. I don't I don't do glow in the dark stuff. I've I've done it here and there, but I'm by no means the glow champ. Some of your stuff would look cool glowing, though. I will say, like when I saw when I first saw your pins, like I, those would look badass glowing. I've I've thought about it because I have like glow paints and stuff. I want to look into everything else and all that, like paints or see with like resins. If there's, I'm sure there's stuff I can use with my printer. So it's there like, is. but I will never be the glow champ because, sir, that is you. All right. So as you all know. I'm Nicholas Christian, a.k.a. Dingus the Clown. You can find me at terror underscore tunes, T-O-O-N-S underscore, and also cult underscore sure, S-U-R-E. And uh, you can also find me at www.terrortoons.bandcamp.com. As always, thank you for listening. Go check out all of Bob's stuff. Bob, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun been a pleasure and it's also funny because i just saw you the other day so that's funny <laughs> uh but nah glad to finally have you on and i hope you guys enjoy your uh your little date night thank you very much ah, have a great night everyone no thanks for listening all right take care everyone 
Here at the Culture Podcast, we strongly believe that your body is your choice. Therefore, tonight's musical guest has been aborted. They have been aborted due to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. So if there's anything I can stress you go listen to right now, it's those that are directly affected by their rights being stripped away from them by the Supreme Court to have an abortion. Because right now, they're the ones that have to have their voices be heard, and I can't talk for them because I'm a cis white male. But I want you to know that if you're fighting right now for your rights, that I am fighting alongside of you, and I love you and care for you. So please, please, go listen to those that are in need right now, and join the fight with them. Take care, have a great night.